Welcome into Jets Nation Radio episode. I think we're at like 16. Let's say 16. I lost count like 10 ago. Oh, geez. <laughs> Look at us go. Uh, well, welcome in. Thank you so much for showing up. Uh, how are you doing there, Sam? Oh, not so bad. Beautiful Sunday. Yeah. Vikings are six and one. Yeah. You know. Loving life up and off in there. I love it. <laughs> uh, so this week, the Jets went in the last three games. Back to back to back to earners, but... What are your thoughts on these Jets? Are they a true five and three team, or are they uh, they sneaking around a little bit and uh, a little luckier than they should be? I I don't know. I I think they're. I think you could consider them a true five and one team. They've they've played some very tough competition. Um, I mean, last game Arizona going to overtime, not the best look there, but it was the second half of a back to back. You're playing at like 10 p.m. local time. So that's also tough for both of those back-to-back games. I think the Kings are a decent team. And the Jets had a very, very rough start to that game. Yeah. Uh, But they were able to turn it around. And I I think the biggest difference this year as what we've seen in the past is the Jets aren't just rolling over when they get down a couple. Yeah, they've been actually showing up every single time when they're down. And it's like, I wonder if they're just trying to see if they can come back from down games. Like, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it to teams where it's like, we have a good chance for doing it. So LA was a good team to start with on that. Uh, Getting a slow start to Arizona wasn't ideal, but I mean, Christian Fisher would just fire two wicked quick, like two really quick shots on you all of a sudden. And they're in the back of the net. So I have a I have a bone to pick with this uh Arizona game. Oh, let's uh let's hear about it because I'm sure there's many bones we could pick with Arizona right now. No, no, it, it has nothing to do with the game itself. So uh it was a beautiful Dolphin Friday night uh out at the Dolphin Kings game. They they got a nice win against Nipua. Uh and Buddy and I went to Mr. Mike's after the game because I wanted to watch the Jets game, and we got there like maybe three minutes into the Jets game, all the TVs, one TV was playing the bomber game, which was like, who cared? Who cares? It's the end of the year. The game didn't really mean anything. Backups were in at that point. Every other TV was playing like the TSN top 50 must see moments or some bullshit. So I asked the, we sit at the bar And I asked the bartender, I was like, hey, is there any chance you could put the Jets game on this TV? She's like, sure. Maybe like 15, 20 minutes later, I asked again. I've never, not the person to ask again, but like, I was like, no one's, there's like six people in here. No one's paying attention to the TVs. The one person that is asked you to put the Jets game on. So I think there was three minutes left in the first when they finally put it on which just made no sense to me. So we had one drink and left. I was yeah. like, I'm not sitting through. I was like, you're losing my business for not turning the TV off. Like, come on, why? Yeah, that should have been a very easy thing to do. Like that's, um, yeah, I'd never had the best waiting service in Dolphin unless I was dealing with one of my former coworkers who's still one of your current coworkers at uh, Smitty's there. He was a good guy to work, deal with. But um yeah, no, that's frustrating that you couldn't watch the game. And I mean, like, you probably just missed the Adam Lowry shorthanded goal. Um, or was that the other night? I'm blanking here. Uh, no, that was the other night. That, that was, was the other the night. LA game. Yeah. Yeah. Not the. No, that was a beautiful goal. Gustafson, that what was. a play. Man. Lowry, nice finish. And Gusto had another one later on that game 
where he passed it off to DeMello, who had a wide open net and DeMello missed. You gotta hit that net. You gotta gotta hit that net. And I mean, DeMello was buzzing all that game too. He like, he had three good chances there to score. And like, it's been, I think it was 64 games at that point where he hadn't scored. So I hope the guy can score sooner rather than later, but the Jets defense is just buzzing right now. Offensively. Like you gotta love to see that kind of, Stuff, but I mean, and I they, counted numbers, they but don't even have Billy there. I mean, you throw Billy in that mix. Jets have a very talented defensive core that can move the puck up the ice. Yeah, it's fantastic to see. I'm just pulling up the numbers to see how many goals the defense has right now, but they look good. Like, I don't think Morrissey has any. No, uh, Morrissey has eight points, though. He's all, all assists. Assist. Yeah, but I mean, you like to see. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Sorry, before we get moving forward, the Winnipeg Jets app is literally one of the worst apps I've ever had to deal with. I have, I don't find it that bad. Are you an iPhone guy or are you a Samsung? iPhone. Guy? That's probably the issue here. Yeah. But no, you, the issue is you having a Samsung. No, it's there's like <laughs> at least 35% of the population who has a Samsung. You should at least reach out to that population. Like, oh my God. Shout out to the moose though. Oh yeah. What are they? This is another great win. 4-1. Oh, look at them go. But either way, uh, those the Jets, they're looking fantastic. And I especially the, the defensemen. Um, okay, so Morrissey, eight assists all season. Leading the team in points, Josh yeah. Morrissey. Incredible. You got Brennan Dillon, who's got two assists. Uh, Nate Schmidt, he's finally picked up a goal, and he's been shooting the pucks left, right, and center as well. Like, he's looking good. DeMello, one assist, not good enough, but he's going to get it in uh, Sandberg still still wait, waiting for his first point of the season too. So he's I mean, only like, played a couple games though. Yeah. He's only three games in same thing with Stanley five games and zero points. But I mean, Stanley's getting close to the net too, when he's healthy. Like I know it sucks that he went down after probably his first, his best game ever as a jet. Yes. The, the issue with that is it's such limited minutes. And I mean, that's just not sustainable. no, like you, you need run. a guy who can play at least on the defensive side, at least like 15 closer to 20 minutes a night would be preferable. Yeah. But I mean and, like they, and if you can only play a defenseman eight minutes a night, your other guys are going to get worn out by the end of the year. Well, he, it, it hasn't been that low. It's usually been 13 to 14 minutes with those low numbers with both Sandberg and Stanley. But I mean, Stanley just kind of got thrown out to the wolves last year and expected to play 20 minutes of hockey every single night. I, think I mean, he, he had a, he had a decent off. rookie season the year before, so yeah, but no, no, you he, should be able to take that next step. Did he not only play in those playoff games? Like he, that was really only his. That was the only time he got a chance to play. Two years ago, yeah, two years ago. I'm sure that he only got in on playoff games, like I maybe one or two. Oh, no, he made the team out of camp two seasons ago, the shortened Canadian season. Uh, he played, oh, he played 37 games. He played, okay. Regular season games and then 13 playoff. Sorry, yeah. no, eight playoff. Okay. They yeah. only had eight playoff. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was um, reading his plus minus. They're right beside yeah. each other. Uh, but like he just, I mean, really, he only got notoriety because he played or he scored those two goals in that Montreal game. I mean, yeah, he had four points. But I mean, he played over half the season because that was a shortened season, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But what was his playing time during that? Do, uh, do you have that stat available? 
don't nope. have it okay. in front of me. Whatever, whatever. Uh, but still, I just I think he kind of needs to have that limited time, kind of protect him, and then let him slowly butt up. I think that just he I just I I guess like you don't need to rocket it right up by an extra five minutes a night, but start building it up because again, it's just not sustainable. No, like, no, not long run. But I mean, right now, I think you're early in the season. Let the guys run and with that lower amount of time. I don't know. That's just where I'm sitting with it. He's played a hundred games. He's looked like he hasn't looked good at all in those hundred games playing the, his, his, his rookie season. Those first 37, he, he was decent. It was, it was protected minutes. Yeah. So, I but mean, he was, he looked solid, but I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's time for Samberg to get some more time, which he probably would have if he hadn't been injured. Yeah. And same with Billy. I think it's time to, he's looking, I saw some highlights from the Moose game today. He looks good. Like he's making guys miss. He's moving the puck. Seam passes are beautiful. I know there's going to be some defensive errors, and that's kind of the growing pains you have to go through, but you got to let the guy learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what Billy's got what eight, eight games played, if that. So in the yeah, NHL, yeah, it's, it's, not it's somewhere around there. It's it's not a ton. No, no. So I mean, Billy will get his time eventually here. I mean, like just the way that the defense are playing right now, I think there's going to be an injury that comes up sooner rather than later, which is unfortunate to say, but that'll get Billy in. Yeah. As long as we're not playing Copa Bianco unnecessarily, I'm I'm good. Billy's got 25 NHL games. 25. I still think his draft year, 2019, he played eight games to start the season and had five points. Wow. In eight games as a defenseman. And like I get not wanting to burn a year of his contract, but you send him down to the moose, he plays a couple. Then he he goes back over to Europe because he had that option in his contract, which you can't fault him for no um and then yeah he played five games the year after 12 games last year but they just haven't really given him an opportunity and like the games he was getting into last year he'd be sitting in the press box for a month and then they'd throw him in against toronto yeah yeah it's like, it's what like, the do you expect him to, to do yeah and how are you supposed to succeed against a team like toronto especially last year where they were so dominant yeah. So it's just like, yeah, they kind of threw the kid out to the wolves and then everyone's, ooh, why can't he do anything? Well, it's because he's against good teams. So I don't know. I'm excited for Billy. It's just his time will come. And you got to give him an opportunity to get into a bit of a rhythm. You can't yeah. just throw him into one game and then sit him for another month and expect him to come back and be unreal. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing with David Riddich in Nashville last year. I'm, as soon as he gets his consistent time, if he knows he's playing once a week, every week, he's going to be fine. I like well, I like Suter's plan in Calgary where he's saying uh he's yeah, saying that their backup's getting one game a week. Yeah, and I mean like that there's so, 36 weeks in the season, he's getting 36 games or something yeah, like that. And I mean, like with David Riddich right now, he's on pace to do that. We'll see what happens in the long run, mm-hmm. but I I don't see why not. David and Riddich, his, his first game was rough, but Vegas did look really good. Yeah. Well, for 16 um, minutes, uh, I was actually just looking at the game flow of that uh, of that game, and it was it was a lot of Jets time. It just there were those four spots where the Jets had ugly, ugly goals. And again, I don't fault Riddick for that game. That wasn't yeah, was no. The second Eichel goal was his fault, but other than that, you can't blame him for that one. Yeah, 
and it's still just a weird pass from Neil Pionk. So whatever, whatever he was thinking on that one. So I'm still, yeah, it should, should be a good way. game tonight in Vegas. It's going to be a great game in Vegas. We'll actually finish up this podcast talking about that. Hopefully we don't sound too wrong by the end of it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, Vegas, it's going to be a good one. And both teams are looking for their fourth straight wins here. Like it's, Something's going to take off. Jets could take top spot in the uh, central. In the sole central. possession of top oh, spot. It's been a while since we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Mr. Mark Shifley looking like he could score 60 goals this year too. He's on pace for it. He's going to have zero assists, but, <laughs> but uh, who cares? You I don't, don't even... need, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully them shuffling the lines and like Connor's just snake bit right now. Yeah. So he's, he's struggling, but Hopefully shuffling up the lines a little bit will start to get Shifley, I don't know, some assists. The problem is no one on that line shoots other than Shifley. Like Wheeler and Perfetti are passers. Yeah. So Shifley's going to just rack up the goals and not get any assists. Oh, it's going to be dumb with Shifley on that line. And I mean, yeah. if Shifley can win the faceoffs, then we might be in a better position. Like the Jets have only won, was it 42% of faceoffs as of right now? Like Jeez. it's horrendous. That's bad. It it's real bad. I mean, it's uh yeah, it's just not good enough, and it, it should get better. But I'm a little bit worried. Like the game against LA, the Jets only won one third of their faceoffs. Like that was wow. probably why they were chasing that game so hard. Um, where can I find what I was looking for? But yeah, no, it's just uh so far, Shifley or um connor's got 30 shots on net through eight games so just shy of four and one empty net goal that's and it one empty net goal and like i would say the majority of those shots have been high octane shots like they should be going mm -hmm. in the in the back of the net well i i think there's like goal scorers a lot of the time are very streaky mm -hmm. you look at line a was it 2019 he had like two goals in october 17 in november and then like one goal in december yeah yeah so it's, it's weird yeah like that that's an extreme example but goal scores have often throughout history been uh streaky at times so hopefully connor's just needing to find his rhythm and once he gets one or two more the floodgates will open but yeah don't love seeing the guy we were like oh he's got to get 40 or 50 guaranteed this year uh having been on pace for 10 he's costing me huge my fantasy team right now this is like <laughs> yeah it's gonna be kyle connor who does all the work i pass on austin matthews for kyle connor not like okay, that's doing just much dumb that's I, just stupid no, i'm all for i'm all for jets loyalty but don't be an idiot i no. so my thing is like austin matthews has been pretty delicate so i was like you might get more points out of matthews but i can guarantee more games which was my logic it wasn't good. It just was what I was thinking at the time, but so that's far a, that's a tough call. It was, I, I regret it. I was like 50 versus 60, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, like Connor's Connor's going to score. He's going to score big. And I bet you like the first night he scores, it's going to be like a hat trick or something, or he might be getting the five goals. Has, has there been any word on, uh, an Ehlers return? Uh, nothing since the last time we talked, but like we had discussed it last time where it would probably be the Montreal game that we'd get like, to see. Yeah, Connor they've got back. a couple of days off now, so hopefully. And I mean, the fact he traveled with the team so he could skate with them, I think is a really good sign. Yeah, yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense to travel with the team. So it would either be Thursday 
against Montreal or Saturday against the Blackhawks? Well, hopefully, hopefully we get him back. And now that they've juggled the lines a bit, what uh, what would your top six be once Ehlers gets Ehlers gets back? Uh, my top six, I'm t- I would just move Appleton out and just put Ehlers in, and then leave him as is. And with then, Ehlers with Connor and uh, uh, Dubois, Doobie. yeah, Dubia and Connor and Ehlers, and then you keep that Kurt that second line of Wheeler. Shifley and Perfetti. I yeah, I, I don't know. I know they didn't have a lot of time together before Ehlers got hurt hurt, but that Shifley Ehlers Connor line looked so good together. I think you definitely go back to that. And I mean Wheeler, Dubois, and Perfetti have looked solid together all year too. Mm-hmm. They really so I, I think I think you go back to that and see if they can uh recapture all of that. But I also wouldn't hate at some point in the year seeing my favorite line from last year, Perfetti, Doobie, and Connor. Yeah, that would be a good one. I just worry that, yeah, I guess Doobie being on there, that wouldn't be too much of a worry. I just, just as long as there's somebody that's big and mean that can take care of business if somebody takes care of uh, Perfetti. It's 2022. You don't need that necessarily. No, you don't necessarily need a goon, but you need to have a big body. Like you would need to yeah. have a. I mean, there's no one as solid on the Jets right now as Doobie is. Yeah, Doobie or Wheeler. I don't care which one, but one of those yeah. guys needs to be out there. Or, I mean, you could throw Manaline in on that line just to see what happens. That, when uh, What was that third line? Lowry, Manalainen, and was it Appleton? They were just oh, yeah. mass, or Baron. No, Baron. Yeah, uh, that's yes, what we were Baron, talking about. Lowry and Manalainen. They're all like 6'5", anywhere from 210 to like 235. Yeah, like it just would just solid. It'd be a big bulky line that would just mess everyone up. And I mean, I think that would be one of your true grit lines and uh power lines too, like where it just everyone gets kind of a spark plug there where everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, we're good to go. We're good to play." Which I mean, like the third and fourth line have done so well to start this season. Anytime that I'm seeing the Jets play dead, all of a sudden you throw the third fourth line out and those two lines will have two good shifts and all of a sudden the boys are back. Well, it's that's something the Jets haven't had for a long time is a team where they can maybe ever a team where they can roll four lines confidently. Yeah. Like like Gustafson looks unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, he he knows how to pass. My goodness, his passing is just on point from like he all looks, the time. He looks solid. Yeah. Uh Janssen Fialbi looks great. He's yeah. so fast. Yeah, which eventually when Ehlers comes back. Who's out of the lineup? Like I'm starting to think probably Fialbi. You were thinking, I would think it's Sam Gagne at this point. Really? Like, I love, yeah. Like I love Gagne and really? I know that he's a, you like he's a Swiss army knife out there, but I think when it comes to it, it just, the, <clears throat> the chemistry of the team almost has to come over Sam Gagne. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Because in, in previous years, we'd be like, oh, they both suck. Who do we take out? Yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> no, we're like, oh, they're so good. Yeah. Who do we need to move out of the lineup for the time being? And it's like, I love Sam Gagne, but I think he's the guy that unfortunately has to move out. And it, once an injury comes back, Sam Gagne can hop in wherever he needs to and do what he's been doing. He's been looking fantastic. Probably the best pickup that Cheval Dayoff has ever had. 
Men line is looking pretty good. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, he hasn't scored Sam Gagne's three goals, but that's yeah. true. How do you take out the guy who's tied for second on your team in goals? Right. <laughs> that's uh, questions you got to ask. He's a he's a power play specialist. Yeah, power play specialist. He's <laughs> done well on the penalty kill with the Detroit Red Wings. He can score for you five on five, and he'll get those greasy goals too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think we probably see Fialbi come out, but okay. I guess I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I guess Thursday or next Saturday we'll find Hopefully. out. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Mullet Arena? Bad words I can't say. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a shithole. <laughs> like, <laughs> it felt like I a- mean, Doobie, Doobie said the ice was good. Yeah. Uh, um, Perfetti said, said the boards were bouncy. Yeah. But I mean, the facilities are trash and no one's going to sign there. Like you look at the home locker room, a home NHL locker room. It's yeah, worse it's, than most community centers. It really is. I'm playing hockey tonight at the second, like the bottom community center in Dauphin and the locker rooms are nicer. Yeah. It's kind of, they at least have stalls. Yeah, well, I mean, like those those facilities are going to change relatively quickly. But I mean, yeah, it's are they are they building new ones right now or something? Uh, so the I'm not sure about the home locker room, but at those temporary ones, those will be gone in four games allegedly. Oh, the like the visitor. Yeah, the visitor. I'm not sure if those oh, okay. ones are going to get changed at all. I, I they should. They the should visitors be. look nicer, even though it was temporary. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it looks like it was thrown together by four guys in a saturday afternoon who got paid in bud light so <laughs> it is mullet arena so it is mullet oh. but i love the fact that they gave uh mullets to everyone in the stands i mean like it's it's gonna be hard to even fill that up um there wasn't they a didn't whole lo- fill it up no they didn't fill it up for their first ever game they and it looked like there was only like half the crowd was wearing coyotes gear yeah it was like- it was people i guess lots of like ASU students come from all over. Yeah. So they're not necessarily Coyotes fans. They're just going for the party. Yeah. And I mean, what, 25 bucks as a student and everyone else has got to pay ridiculous prices. Yeah. I mean, I'd pay for, I'd pay 25 bucks for an NHL game any night. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's playing. I will take my $25 NHL ticket. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, at least like there are good coyotes out there. Like Clayton Keller is fun to watch. Yeah. There's some solid players, yeah. but there, I don't think guys are going to want to resign there. Free agents aren't going to want to sign there. No. I mean, like, unless you just want to take it easy with the retirement gig, which who wouldn't want to do that? Well, they yeah, to- they'll have to overpay old guys to go. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, it could be like the, like Florida, both Florida teams really back in the day where it's just like, you just kind of go there to retire and you play golf. Most of the time you happen to get played. You happen to get paid to play hockey. Yeah. It'll, so it'll, uh, be it'll, be interesting a reti- to see. it'll be a bunch of old guys and young rookies. That will be the dynamic of the Arizona coyotes for the next three to five years. Assuming they actually get the facilities built, built in Tempe, which it sounds like it's going to happen. Hopefully, because I mean, it's good to have hockey in the desert, but yeah, I mean, like Austin Matthews came from that. So it's nice to see that there is generational talent down in Arizona, but at the same time, I don't know, 
maybe maybe move on from Jets 1.0 in Arizona and just ship them off to Houston at this point or Kansas City. I don't care where. Quebec City. Quebec City would be a okay because I'd love to see a Montreal. Batman wouldn't let that happen. He hates Canada. He does, and that's why we haven't won a Stanley Cup since he's been in power. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I'm just Arizona is Arizona. It seemed like it was a fun crowd. It I like being right on top of the play. Like it's kind of cool to watch hockey from that angle. Yeah, the uh, I didn't hate the camera angle. I had seen people tweeting about it, and I was like, I wonder what the issue is. Is it going to be like weird and low like it was in Red Deer at the World Juniors, or what? what's it going to be? And it ended up being nice. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really can't complain about that. Um, and they've got like a chicken place in there, which, I mean, I could go for some chicken sandwiches during some Jets games. <laughs> okay, now we're, now we're nitpicking. <laughs> I am, but I want my chicken in Canada Life Center. I'd really like it to be warm rather than my sub-warm Jets dog that one time. Still mad about it. Twelve fifty for that. I want my Costco dog for a buck fifty. <laughs> um, Connor Hellebuck. He's looking like an absolute stud. Do you extend him next summer, or do you wait until the last minute? No, you absolutely extend him next summer. Okay. If if he wants to, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't. Why would you let it wait? Even if he is a Vesna winner, give him the seven eight million dollars that guy deserves. Yeah, especially if the cap's going to jump up by four mil. Yeah. I Yeah, I think you absolutely have to sign him. Not if it's like a carry price type contract where you give him 10 mil a year of Bobrovsky. Not for that much. But if you can sign him for, yeah, seven, 100%. What's the most, what's the most that you're paying Connor Hallebach? I don't know. Eight. eight. I, I'm, I'm bad with Yeah, you're, you are my stuff. bad numbers guy. I'll, I'll throw out the, the eight number eight. there, but uh, I, I don't know. Fair enough, I, fair they enough. have it all worked out for, they look years ahead cap wise. So I'll let them do that. Yeah, they really do. I mean, that's they know they what's paid. coming up. I don't. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, that was an easy one. I thought this was going to take a little bit longer because I, I would do the exact same thing. Even if he has Vesna winner, you got to pay the guy for what he's done. Yeah. And with the terrible defense that they've had in front of him for the last couple of years, like those have dropped his numbers drastically. And the defense is on the up and up. And the defense is back on the up and up. So, I mean, like he's looking like he's just a stud, like two was a two, two ninety two goals against like, I can't, I, I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Um, okay. So jets power play or uh, yeah, the power play sucked like a lot. 13 yeah it misses Ehlers <laughs> it misses Ehlers it really does uh I'd seen somebody on Twitter Friday night being like yo you know who we really miss maybe a guy that could get one timers from the slot as a yep. but you know we kind of moved on from him for a big body center so I'll take my big body center yeah yeah it's uh I mean, I miss Line A. <laughs> Imagine Cole Perfetti feeding Line A. Oh man, that would have be that'd be dangerous, beyond dangerous. Yeah. It would just be, yeah. But I mean, then we'd also deal with streakiness from Line A. And we'd all be upset about it. No one's there for to protect Line A. We only have Blake Wheeler to do protections. It wouldn't be a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah I, I do think like there's so much talent on that power play. It's got it gotta find its way but 
when's it going to happen? Yeah, well, when's Connor going to score? It's probably all going to be in the same night. That's true. That's true. If your top scorer is cold. Yeah, it doesn't help you a whole lot, but he'll, I mean, he's had so many good looks where it's like, this should go into the back of the net every single time. And it's like one for 30. And one that one was an empty net or two. He had to work for it, but it was still an empty netter. <laughs> Stupid. Ugh. Um, yeah. Uh, Jets got two games in the next week. Uh, we got the Blackhawks, who are incredibly good this year. Big surprise. They'll fall off. They got to fall off. Oh, it's cool like St. Louis, Louis has to get better eventually here. So you the, know. the Jets broke St. Louis. Yeah, they got- came into Winnipeg three and zero and have not won since. Yeah, they have lost four in a row. Like R.I.P. the Blues. The Predators are nowhere near as good as they should be. The Wild aren't near as good as they should. Like no one's as good as they should be at this point. I'm so confused with this division. And that's. It's Winnipeg's time to shine then. Yeah, I mean... I mean, the, now's the opportunity. The door's wide open. Kick it open and, like, run with it as long as you can. And if you happen to fall off the tracks in March, get back on the tracks for April. You got all the space for you to yeah. kind of mess up. Um, yeah, so we got Montreal and the Blackhawks. Two teams that are just good for some reason this year. I... <sighs> How good is Montreal? Okay. Uh, Montreal started off really good. Uh, they are five and four with 10 points. They are six. Okay. That's better than I thought. I think they've yeah. won a couple in a row. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Montreal is the best Canadian team in the East ahead of uh, Toronto and the Senators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second Toronto. Wow. Yeah. The East looks solid, though. Yeah. It really does for the most part. Like everything's within, well, besides Boston with 16 points, everything in the East is like a three point difference. Oh, and the Blue Jackets who only have six points. Yeah, it's tight. Very tight. Um, But yeah, I, I think we're at home to Chicago and Montreal, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Blackhawks. Oh, it doesn't say how many home wins. Two o'clock on Saturday. I yeah, I think our biggest challenge in the central is gonna be Dallas. Dallas looks good. Yeah. I mean, and Colorado's gonna turn it around. We all know that. Yeah. And I mean, like the big thing with Dallas was Jake Ottinger, who just got hurt the other night. So Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. What what happened? I didn't see that what happened. I just saw that he was a puck. Out. A puck went perfectly. It got stuck in the big eye hole. And cut above his eye. That's what that was. Okay, I'd seen that photo. I was like, oh, that's pretty Was that not? I, I, I saw that. It wasn't yeah. Darling. No, I, I thought that was... I didn't Darling's see... Darling's like, been retired for years. Yeah. <laughs> but I hadn't seen the jersey or anything with that. Um, But I was just like, oh, that's bizarre. That looks like it probably happened in Europe because everything real scary usually happens in Europe before it happens here. So, but yeah. I'm pretty think, sure that was Ottinger. Okay, so yeah, if he took a puck to the eye, like, whoo, that's a that's a real spooky one. Um, but yeah, if Jake Ottinger's out, like Scott Wedgwood would is. Oh no, fine. he suffered a lower body injury. Okay, so we just saw the wrong. same photo of something. <laughs> just an unrelated picture. <laughs> Get really excited about it. Um, so, but I mean, like the stars still have Blackwood. No, not Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, 
Wellwood. Scott Wellwood? Wedgwood. <laughs> Something wood. You're struggling there. I am, because I'm trying to remember too many things. Uh, wed- yes, Scott Wedgwood is currently the backup goaltender for the Dallas Stars. And, I mean, he hasn't looked bad. Like, he's got some decent numbers with Dallas so far. So, I mean, like, they're not totally screwed, but, I mean, they could end up in Toronto's position where now they're down a starter, and although their backup's decent, he might not be able to prevail long-term. Oh, Wedgwood has not been as good as I thought. He is 0-2 to start the season of 429 goals against average in an 880. So maybe this is the year that the Jets just decide that they can't win the Central Division. I mean, if Connor Hellebuck keeps playing like he is, our defense keeps pitching in offensively, and Mark Shifley continues to be the 20, what, 18 Mark Shifley? I think he's better I don't than see he was why in 2018. The Jets couldn't, maybe. I, 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 I don't see why the Jets couldn't couldn't make a run for it. We've been saying it all off season that we thought they were a good team offensively and, and they just lost their way last year. They didn't need to add a bunch of pieces and the pieces that they did add seem to be working really well. Yeah. So I mean, I mean like, the new look fourth line looks really good. Yeah. And it's not a bunch of old players that you're just like, I hope this works out. Like this is these not are, Nate Thompson and Trevor Lewis. Oh, icons no shade to those guys but <laughs> yeah i mean nate tom or, yeah nate thomas could uh thompson could easily grab me in a back alley and beat me and thrash me around yeah. for about five minutes and i'd never come out again so that guy was a gem but yeah no it's like and these guys aren't even playing like tw- four minutes a night like these guys are playing legitimately 12 to 12 minutes a night on the long side so it's like mm-hmm. they're doing what they need and they are such a spark to the rest of the team which is why they work out so well yeah you i mean even if your fourth line doesn't score if they are buzzing around for their shift it's gonna give your team some momentum yeah yeah just and, and like they they scored what was it the game winner for the la game that's fialvi who scored yeah that. so i mean keep rolling boys and eventually, and I mean, Gustafson made the play to assist Lowry's shorty that kind of sparked them. Oh, yeah, that was 100% a great. That was a spark that got the Jets going. If they didn't score that shorthanded goal, and I, I talked to my partner about this, I told her, it's like, if the Jets don't score before the end of the first period, they're going to lose this game. And I think I would have been pretty well spot on with that. And also just happened to be like Jonathan Quick happened to have an 880 save percentage. <laughs> the Jets should not have won in LA. I was so disappointed with that team. Hey, but science is a liar sometimes. Science is a liar sometimes. Are you Through from the Winkler? Stats. What? <laughs> Are you from Winkler? Saying nonsense like that. <laughs> no, that's it's from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I know, and I just wanted to take my cheap shot at Winkler. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, everyone knows you can take your cheap shots at Winkler. And I mean, if they hate me for it, they hate me for it. I'm sure. Oh, well. Oh, well. Although I will miss out on that delicious Mennonite food and I would be sad without it. Um, anything else you want to bring up there, Sam? Or are we going to wrap this bad boy up? I think we need to put some predictions for tonight's game on the record. Oh, yeah. Let's do that officially because we've got 15 minutes before game time here. I'm uh, An hour and 15. Oh, yeah. It's a seven o'clock start, not six. My bad. Either way, we got some time. 
Um, I'm going to say we are going to see a very tight game, but it's going to be a high scoring event because both goaltenders are way too good. And I just have that feeling it's going to be stupid. So I'm going to say a six, five jets victory tonight. Okay. I like, I like it. I'm thinking four, two jets Four two. Connor jets. gets two. Uh, Let's say Gagne gets one. Wow. I mean, Shifley has to get another one. And Morrissey gets one. Shifley has two assists. Does Shifley assist on Morrissey's goal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, classic. I you know, So yeah. I'm I'm saying four two. I, w- I won't get too specific, but we'll say four two. Four two. I mean that's and Connor same- Hellebuck stands on his head. The, I'm I'm gonna guess the fourth is an empty netter. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm just all in on like the Jets squeak it out barely. They so, seem to like doing that. They really do. And I mean, Vegas is a legit team. Like I yeah, can't they say are. a whole lot negative. They were way better than I thought they were. I thought that Vegas was gonna fall off the like I thought they were done. I bet they outshoot us like 35 to 28 or something. And Connor Hellebuck is just just in the zone. Lights out. Okay, I'm not gonna make predictions on the shots because I'm always wrong with that. I've lost so much money <laughs> being like, oh yeah, let's hit the over on that, and then just no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a good game. I think really the Jets just need to start. I think sometimes they need to cheat the puck a little bit. Like they always try to go for those passes, and teams have already figured out you just put four guys on the blue line, the Jets can't get through. So that's, that's why you need flyback. You do need flyback, but I mean, like the Jets have been chasing the puck and winning. Like Blake Wheeler has won a lot of those icings. I think he wins. He's like, playing well. He's he's winning one icing a game at least. I, I've loved everything. I like. I love what you see from Wheeler. And I mean, he had the overtime winner the other night mm-hmm. on a great play by Dubois. Oh, huge! Play. Like get that, that puck was a, and just got it going the other way. That was crazy. That actually worked out the way it did, and yeah. Good for Wheeler to score the big winning goal. Um, yeah, we're going to, I don't know. I half lost. Should be a good game. Should be a good game. That's really all we need to do. Worry about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you need anything else to wrap her up or uh, no. no? All right. Well, That'd Sam, where can we find you on the internet? Yes, it is Sam Brownell radio on Instagram. S Brownell 12 on Twitter. And, uh, you can catch me on 7.30 CKDM. Excellent. We will catch you every day at noon and your newscasts at well throughout the throughout the afternoon. Um, for me, you can uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Angus Hout, A-N-G-U-S-H-O-U-T. And you can follow Jets Nation on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, check out jetsnation.ca. Would greatly appreciate that. Also, tell your friends and family about this podcast because, well, we think they should hear. We it need well. more listeners. We need more listeners is a big thing. We, we've been averaging like 50 people listening to this podcast. So I'd love to have like a hundred people listen one week. So make my day. Tell your friends and family about this podcast. Peace, friends.